You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode will be talking about X-ray specs, germ-free adolescence. In the room, I have Anne. Hey. On the line, I have Rob. Sup. Kyle. Hi there. And Jackson. Hello. All right. Germ-free adolescence is a debut album by the English punk rock band X-ray specs. Producer was Falcon Stewart and X-ray specs, and the genre is punk rock new wave. I'm going to read from All Music Reviews. Steve Huey. Perhaps the most utopian aspect of the UK punk scene was that it offered creative, articulate young people the opportunity to express themselves and to kick up an exuberantly noisy racket in the process. X-ray specs certainly came from this wing of the movement, the brainchild of two female schoolmates who rechristened themselves polystyrene and warologic. X-Ray Specs was far from the only female-centered British punk act, but they were arguably the best, combining exuberant energy with a cohesive worldview courtesy of singer and songwriter Polystyrene. As her nom de punk hinted, Styrene was obsessed with the artificiality she saw permeating Britain's consumer society linking synthetic goods with a sort of processed, manufactured humanity. Styrene's Frantic claustrophobic permeates the record as she rails in her distinctively quavering yowl against the alienation she feels preventing her from discovering her true self. Germ-free adolescence is tied together by Sirene's yearning to be free not only from the demands for consumption, but from the insecurity corporate advertisements used to exploit their targets. Fortunately, the record is just as effective musically as it is conceptually it's full of kick-out-the-jam rockers with a few up-tempo thrashers and surprisingly atmospheric pieces mixed in. The raw, wailing saxophone of Rudy Thompson, who replaced Lore Logic early on, gives the band its true sonic signature. All right, what do we think of X-Ray Specs, Germ-Free Adolescence? Woo! Fucking Woo! totally kicks ass. So good! So good! Yes. Yeah. I started off this week being like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's just not, like... Great. I, I, you know, I've listened to it before and I thought eh, there was something that always about her voice that was a little too aggressive. And now after listening to it more and more this week, I'm getting more and more into it and understanding why that's really effective for this band. I feel like her voice is really pretty when it needs to be and really not when it doesn't need to be. And yeah. she's like. Like, using it as an instrument really, really well in this album. Yeah, like, I, I thought it wasn't as as ranged on this actual album, though. There's some songs like Age and... Uh, but those aren't on the album. 
I know, I know. That's why I'm saying age is not on the album, but and I think that she uses her voice a bit differently. And uh, there was only a couple of songs like Germ Free Adolescence that she varied her voice, but it is so explosive and so upfront in your face, like a like a buzzsaw guitar, that I think mm-hmm. it actually does benefit them for her to be upfront like that. Yeah, I guess I saw more range in like stuff like um, Germ Free Adolescence and Warren Woolworth is yeah. very like beautiful and like yeah. um, super gorgeous through, but like definitely like gentler vocals, right? Um, so I felt like there was some range and I appreciated that about it because that's not always what you get from a punk album, right? <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what else you don't get in punk albums? Uh, songs that are in four that throw in at a measure of 10 for fun and then a couple measures of 11 just because they can. Like, the <laughs> <laughs> identity threw me for a fucking loop. I was just been driving around trying to tap it out. I mean, like, oh, oh, no shit. All right. Yeah. Like, do you know what that song's about? No. It's I don't. about her witnessing somebody slitting their wrists in the bathroom of the Roxy. <laughs> I think yeah, that, that the, right. I think the person who like lived so but like it was just like shit because <laughs> every like I was reading about how it's all about sort of um, anti-consumerist culture but that song is uh, unique in that it's about that it's like <laughs> yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask is this a concept album mm, no I, I had never thought of it like that but yeah, I, I had neither until this week. And and the more I listened to it, I was like, huh, so many related themes. Well, but I think that I mean, a lot of punk music is a Marxist reading of reality. And I don't think that that is unique to this album. And I don't think that that's enough for me to consider it like a concept album. Mm-hmm. But I agree. And it's like a pretty uh, common sort of distillation of like the idiom of like the how people how punk rock sort of sees the world and this just happens to be like a really awesome distillation of it i feel like yeah it's very consistently consistent like addressing that theme for sure yes i love this album and this song is is, is this warrior and woolworths right now that we're hearing this song so awesome and this and a couple other ones like really i i had never really picked up on how like garagey these like this song is i mean this could be like a you know garage rock song this could be like a sonic song or something not the sonics but like you know somebody more somebody a little more poppy than the than the sonics but like could totally be on like nuggets you know like the the yeah. nuggets compilation <laughs> yeah. yeah there were some that stood out to me too that i i hadn't really thought about too much before like uh let's submerge was really good for me. Uh, and I Live Off You was total bang. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, that was that song was amazing. Um, Absolutely. I, I always think of like germ-free adolescence, artificial, uh, the, the day of the world turned day glow. And of course, it's not on here, but Oh Bondage Up Yours as mm-hmm. like being a lot of their songs. But uh, like getting into all of their songs, I, I was just like, wow, there's it's really, really strong of an. Uh, the album's so strong. Yeah, yeah I had this- only ever heard uh, "Oh Bondage Up Yours" ever. Um, so hearing this record, like what what Anne was saying, um, 
I really, I really appreciated the the variety, I, I, especially the vocal variety. I can see, like, I knew what they were about. You know, with old bondage up years, you've got those distinct vocals and mm-hmm. that, you know, that that uh, saxophone. But you get to something like uh, I can't do anything, and there's sort of like a doo wop kind of flavor to the song um, that I really liked, and. Uh, the the lyrics at first they seem a little surface level, but they're actually a lot of them are very clever. Um, I agree. Like let's submerge. One of the lyrics is uh, the Hades ladies are dressed to kill dagger glares from Richard Hell. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's that's fun. That's great. Um, so yeah, I I listened to this album several times, really loud. Uh, I, I it's full of energy. You know, yeah. uh, like Rob said, it's got the a couple weird counts to throw you off. Right. Um, it's a lot yeah, more and, complicated and, than it seems like initially, yeah. which is great. Like, because it's kind of that's pretty uncommon. I feel like. Yeah, and I like I liked it at the beginning. I think once it gets to Warrior and Woolworths, that's when I'm like, oh, all right, this is this is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's almost too smart for British punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> like it, uh, of of Come the time, uh, of the time. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they sell like, Roxy music, and you know some of those other bands. It's not, it's not. Yeah, but I mean, but like uh, Polystyrene didn't decide to go the punk route until uh, Sex Pistols came through. Like that, like the her, the her trajectory was changed by that show, and her response to like what they were given her is this which is much better <laughs> it's yeah. i absolutely better. agree so much better yeah And it, and it only lasted for a couple of years. Like, yeah, I mean, she, like they, they burnt out pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah so polystyrene yeah, like, became a Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She also was like diagnosed, schiz- like misdiagnosed schizophrenic. And she like took years and years and years off. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like, well, it also said her- they tried to reunion and she got hit by a fire truck and her pelvis broke. What? that's like that's they were crazy. Do, they did some kind of reunion thing in i think 1980 and they were gonna tour around it and stuff and she just became incapacitated by that and like it took all the wind out of the sails essentially it's just like oof. yeah her, horrible story her misdiag her misdiagnosis of uh of schizophrenia was because she was seeing a pink haze everywhere and uh like when she touched stuff, like it felt electric. <laughs> yeah. She, there were stories from Johnny Rotten about, you know, how she would talk about how she would see things or hear things um, that weren't there. And, uh, you know, Johnny would say, she freaks me out. Uh, like, 
I don't know what it, you know, he, he thought she might be on drugs or something, but she would talk about these different things that, um, she would hear voices or, or, um, see different things. Of course, that's yeah, la- Johnny Rotten. So who, who knows? Yeah. La- la- later diagnosed as bipolar, but that was the, that was the correct diagnosis for, for whatever was ailing her. I haven't listened to any of her like stuff outside of this. And honestly, this was the, this week is the first time I actually sat down and listened to the entire like catalog and record. I, I listened to their entire catalog because I listened to the wrong version on Spotify. But <laughs> well, it kept it's, going, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's all fucking amazing. But like, it's great. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm glad age wasn't on this one, but I was like, oh, I feel so attacked. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Kyle, Kyle, this is your doo-wop song. I love it. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, did. Did anybody listen to the 1995 Conscious Consumer? No, I just saw that you sent that. Yeah, um, check it. Check it out. It's really interesting because it's exactly what I guess you would think X-ray Specs would be doing in 1995. It's very alternative rock, but still has a bit of this uh, X-ray Specs uh, attitude. And the uh, uh, War of Logic came back and and is on the the album, so it's pretty cool to have. It's it's a nice compendium, I guess, to to this to show them uh, in a more modern light. That's cool. Yeah, Ooh, she was like fifteen awesome. when the band started, and she quit so she could finish school. I think, <laughs> which is <just> like <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> yeah, and crazy and awesome and like yeah, she's a total hero to people and deservedly so i mean this this is like really i mean what what more do you want out of punk rock (laughs) (laughs) what do you want (laughs) this what do you want like i don't know what you want are you not entertained yeah you totally entertain like these lyrics super super on point you know um for you know i could go into more detail but like you you guys know what i mean yeah. Yeah. Totally. Chrysgale called them cheerfully moralistic nursery rhymes. But he meant great. But he meant that as a compliment because he was like very upset this didn't make it to a US release until like maybe the nineties. Mm. And like it's on a lot of his lists. <laughs> yeah. But and he's not wrong. It's like it's like cleverly um sort of encapsulating a lot of stuff that is more complicated, right? Absolutely. absolutely. It's just fucking great. Sorry, it 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 really is a harder musically a harder sounding record than I really ever gave it credit yeah. to as well. Me too. Yeah. I so thought that too. really heavy. Yeah, I I always kind of associated a little more on the pop side of things and less uh, guitar driven. Uh, with, but that horn really you know brings it home. Like you were saying, the sonics or the garagey element of that saxophone just really plays into um into a, like a really hard edge. Yeah, agreed. And of course her her voice. I have a quote about uh what her voice sounds like. It says uh effortlessly discordant and powerful enough to drill holes through sheet metal. <laughs> I like I feel that. like I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that in a voice. But you don't have to have a drill if you have a voice like that. You just <laughs> yeah. It's easy. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I can be. hear a lot of what uh, Kathleen Hanna borrows yep. for Bikini Kill off of this song oh, that we're listening yeah, to yeah. right now. For <laughs> sure, 
Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like the originator of Riot Girl stuff in a lot of ways, right? It's mm-hmm. like totally. making a lot of okay. space for that, which is definitely. I love the concept of like, and the reality of like a whole sort of generation of people who like, of like English people, it will, you know, people from the UK who are like, yeah, saw that, saw the Sex Pistols, like all within this like small period of time. And like, now they're, now they fucking, they're X-ray specs. They're the Pogues, you know, they're just like a lot, a lot of bands. And I really have to wonder, I think that maybe we don't give Johnny Rotten enough credit, like vocally, but like, and like, I don't think he's like that awesome of a singer, but I, I get it. But it has impact, like, maybe. Yeah. Huge impact. I mean, listen to her for, I don't know, think about that. That kind of blew my mind today. I was like, God, what is it about her voice that I can't put my fucking finger on? She's, I don't want to say she's imitating him, but, you know, I'm, she clearly is influenced by him. Yeah, that sneer and that snarl of, uh, of the delivery is, is permeated through every yeah. like, UK punk band, unless you're just completely on the other side of things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's defi- so much better than him, too. <laughs> uh, well, and he kind of acknowledges that in like a later interview, he says basically that like what the X-ray specs were doing was like far and away from like anything the Sex Pistols were doing. Kind of, this is like in a different league, essentially. Which Man, is totally I have to agree. true and like fair, but kind of surprising to maybe hear from him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so he's full of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think it's interesting to think about that original Roxy a hundred days um, when they opened nineteen seventy seven. Uh, they X-ray specs played twice once in March um, with the drones and Chelsea. And in April uh, they shared the bill with Buzzcocks wire and Johnny Moped. God oh, damn. God. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Imagine seeing <laughs> that, that show Buzzcocks <laughs> wire and X-ray specs. Man. Damn. That sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Remember shows. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really about X-ray specs, but, um, uh, the title of the second track on this record, Obsessed With You, uh-huh. uh, reminded me of something, Rob, oh, no. 20, 20 years ago. Oh, no. You might remember this. <laughs> I do. Sounds like he does. <laughs> yeah. we uh, Rob and I were at a, a drive-in no. movie, I believe. Uh-huh. And we no, were we, were at, we were at Noble Roman's Pizza. <laughs> uh, are you sure this is the same story? Uh if the words obsessed with you were used by a, a, a tiny person rapping at me. Okay, yes. there was a tiny person rapping. He was rapping about chicken nuggets. Ooh. And he saw Rob and he's like, like, dude, I love your hair. And Rob's like, thanks. And he goes, they touch your hair. I want to have sex with you. They're obsessed with you and your ween or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh my that. god you had a tiny little yeah like scribe little, speaking for probably you. Like seven or eight this little kid. Uh, yeah. i could have swore that was at noble romans as we were walking out <laughs> while they were making the pizzas <laughs> but if you say chicken nuggets I, I i believe you kyle yeah what do you think that kid's doing now that kid grew up to be eminem yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, this is uh, Feed on You. Or I Live, no, live Off You. you. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one. Oh, it's just... Yeah. Chorus is so good. She's absolutely an underrated singer. Yeah. Probably just because it was such a, like, flash in the pan type of thing. So, also, yeah. just, like, as far as style for a front person, like, she had that shit on lock. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I've seen the vids. Yeah. <laughs> Little military hat, giant braces. Braces? Hell, yeah. A nice blazer. <laughs> a marching band blazer, <laughs> yeah. I think. I thought it was I mean, really cool, too, um, in some interviews where someone asked her about, you know, her front woman attire and things and she's like if i ever become a sex symbol i'm just gonna shave my head and then she did and then she did <laughs> she she like felt like it was happening and she shaved her head before a show it's like fuck you <laughs> it's really amazing i mean if you guys uh, and I, I know uh birch and rob i know that you guys have been to some girls rock events uh-huh. here in louisville i mean that is what teenage punk rockers like want to look like a oh, lot yeah. of them like i've totally huge style influence yeah from polystyrene yeah Absolutely. We, we could also talk about the front cover which i think is a great cover of them in the test tubes with brightly colored uh Please. clothes and socks and things oh yeah i mean that's that's a pretty striking image very new wave but it's very devo yeah actually it is very devo it, but it presents a sort of like clean it's it's pop art you know yeah yeah it feels very much like advertisement in a conscious way right yeah and like the test tube baby thing which is what the whole british dystopia stuff revolves around right yep brave new world but did you guys look at the side-by-side picture i sent over uh last week of that the cover of this and the cover of knee deep in the hoopla I didn't know uh, what the other image not. was. The other, <laughs> the other image is starships knee deep in the hoopla, and I absolutely believe they were they were copying off of X-ray specs for uh. that cover. I mean, unsurprising, right? Not really. <laughs> but no, I saw I saw the similarity. I just didn't. I was like, I yeah. don't know what that other image is from. Oh, but that probably yeah, well, is stupid, it, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stupid is knowing what the cover of knee deep in the hoopla looks like. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> no, no. I That's should always <laughs> ask because my main credo is I should ask if I don't know because it's the only way you learn things. But well, I that's like, very I don't nice. Know what that uh, is. <laughs> I, I think I may have an extra copy of the record if you want to bring that into your house. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> you can just Thank leave you, it on the, on the in the trash outside our house. <laughs> I'll fold it up like a little burrito and put it through the mail slot. Oh. <laughs> 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 Okay, yeah, this yeah. is my jam on this album. Yeah, this is a great song. Yup. It's so weird to me how it's like the yeah. chillest fucking song that they basically have, but it's like the title track too. It's titular. Um, yeah, titular it is indeed. Um, yeah, I just fucking love this song. Oh, it's beautiful. It's her voice. It like breaks up because she sounds like kind of hoarse or something a lot. Yeah, just always love that. When well, there's all that like like. There's such a sense of like longing and dislocation in this that's like makes all the shit they're saying about how capitalism sucks like feel so authentic and real and like resonant in an emotional way, which I just really love. Like this song like makes me think of Lost in the Supermarket 
a lot. Oh, heard. Which comes later, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which the clash oh, get yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels like the precursor to that, where it's just like very firmly saying, like, this is what this feels like. And it's not okay, right? It's just beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised it was late in the album, but maybe that makes sense. It's 10 out of 12. Late on side B, which is where you usually stick, you know, the songs that maybe aren't as strong. Um, well, but, it's not as yeah. it's not as driving and punk as the yeah. other ones, so they might have like it's they probably why they held it back. Yeah, like it's in the title because they want you to listen to it, but it's also like, well, this isn't maybe in line with everything, but it also really encapsulates like what their ethos is, right? Like yeah. what they're believing, yeah. which is like it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, this has great lyrics. There was one lyric, though, that kind of was, I thought was kind of uh, off. I think it was in Identity, or or no, I Can't Do Anything, where she says, I'll hit you with my pet rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I can't do I don't anything. Know. I don't know. I think it's just hilarious. Because <laughs> I know what those popper beads are. Yeah. Like, I had a necklace like that. Mm. But, like, I think it's just silly. Punk can be silly. Yeah. Just being silly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just having a little goof around. Yeah, let's have some fun. We're all like very young. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and she wrote all these songs at the age of what? I don't know how old she was. I was kicking myself not for looking it up because her, uh, the original sax lady was 15, right? Mm-hmm. She's yes. born in 57. So she was 21? Wow. 21. 21 when the record came out, but yeah, like... She's yeah. probably 19-ish, right? Yeah, anywhere from yeah 17 to 19 probably to write all these songs. Yeah, and she wrote all of this shit. Like the the whole goddamn thing. Like just a real mm-hmm. a real musical uh, wunderkind, if you ask me. <laughs> Very inspiring. Absolutely. I wish I had been able to write anything close to this when I was 17 or still can't. <laughs> so here yeah, we are. Or, or ever. I mean, yeah. I'm 40 and I'm trying, man. I'm trying. The only thing I you hear you, do dude. Is keep trying. You get better yep. if you try. That's how it works. So that's all we can do. Let's yep. cling to that. Uh, I don't think we need to go around. Are we all on the positive on this one? 100% Hell yeah, man. Recommended. Love it. Okay. It's great. Love it. so everybody's on the positive. For X-ray specs, it's really great to see some some more punk and some, I don't know, just some. I would say you know women. Well, women, yeah. <laughs> nice to see some women, women of color, no less. And some <laughs> hell yeah, just off the. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have assumed it would be in this book. Like, I wouldn't have assumed X-ray specs would just be in here automatically. It got its due eventually. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't come to states till. Way late, right? Yeah. So, cool. All right, next time we'll be talking about Brian Eno, Ambient One, Music for Airports. All right, thanks, y'all.